2: every hour of a show with this theme I would do it I'm sure I'd have to pay a lot of money for the rights to that though welcome back it is the Bill Michaels show hour number three thanks for listening Wisconsin wherever you may be today hopefully you guys are having a good Friday I'm Radio Joe Zenzola filling in for the big units Evan Heffelfinger other side of the glass doing a fine job as always producing the show We will get in more into Packers and Lions coming up. One player that might be coming back from the Lions who could also pose a little bit of a threat to the pack. We'll talk about him in just a few minutes. But you're probably asking, like, why am I playing the Star Wars thing? Well, believe it or not, I know for a fact, I know for a fact, there are grown men listening to this show right now that will admit They are Star Wars fans and some grown men Are Star Wars snobs Like grown men getting mad over the latest trilogy that came out with Star Wars and look, you know what? I just Nothing is going to beat the original trilogy. Can we just be honest? Nothing is going to beat that Nothing so you can nitpick all you want about the latest trilogy episode seven of the three for me was my favorite it was just a lot of fun and i loved how they just slowly brought in the original characters throughout the course of the movie but not to take away the spotlight from the new generation of characters and okay you can complain about episode eight how that went you can complain about episode nine That was a t- terrible whatever i enjoyed all three it was just fun But does it beat the original trilogy? No. Nothing, really, when it comes to most movies that we watch that have sequels, nothing is going to beat the original outside of two that I have. Godfather 2 over Godfather, and Aliens over Alien. The original Godfather's great. I'll give the slight edge to Godfather 2. The original Alien by Ridley Scott was great. But James Cameron took aliens to a whole nother level with the arrogant space marines. And then they screwed up the whole series after that. Alien 3 sucked, Alien Resurrection sucked, Godfather 3 wasn't the same. All right, so why am I talking about Star Wars? Well, Last night, Evan Heffelfinger got my attention. And you may not like what Disney is doing to Star Wars because they bought Star Wars but they released all these original series. And there was one that really stood out, Evan. And which one was it for you?
3: Well, so there are two for me. Um, And first, I could talk movies all day. I have a lot of counterpoints to what you just said in your open right there. there are two that are standing out to me. One is an like an unnamed project that they're just starting to work out with director uh, Taika Waititi. Okay. I don't know if you know who he is. No. One of my favorite directors. He did Thor Ragnarok, What We Do in the Shadows, and one of my favorite movies of all time, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I've heard of Jojo Such Rabbit. Such a yep. good movie. Oh, my goodness. So they, he has a project coming up that I'm super excited about. But number one, and it's funny because I literally last Sunday watched the entire prequels. Um by myself, they're doing an Obi-Wan TV series with Ewan McGregor, which there was a huge crowd funding, not funding, but like pretty much like they made a petition to get Ewan McGregor to be Obi-Wan again, Mm -hmm. and they shocked the world yesterday by saying that Hayden Christensen is going to be Darth Vader reprising
2: his role as Anakin Skywalker. Right. That's insane. Like, okay, so this is the thing about the first three movies—I'm not talking about episodes four, five, and six. I'm talking about one, two, three—that came out in the early 2000s. Right. Um, again, a lot of Star Wars snobs will say that that whole trilogy sucked. They're great. I watched them Sunday. They're great. They, they're really they're they're fun. They're Number good. Th- episode three,
3: Revenge of the Sith. I swear, is my favorite Star Wars movie. Really? Yeah.
2: I agree. though. Revenge of the Sith is really good. But just the whole change of power. From the Jedis, to the Sith, to Palpatine, to the Empire. I thought Episode 3 was great. I watched uh, A New Hope last night,
3: actually. Because I've been doing... For some reason, I was bored. I said, okay, I'm just going to watch Star Wars literally in order. Mm -hmm. Did the prequels, did Solo, then Rogue One, and Episode 4 last night. Okay. The lightsaber battle between Darth Vader and Ben Kenobi... Tails in comparison to the prequels, Yes. it's insane. They're just standing there, like, like what you would imagine two like eight-year-olds <laughs> fighting with two sticks. Like, it
2: yeah, was bad. Yeah, Alan Guinness. poor Alan Guinness. I mean, he's just like he makes yeah, this like. I remember the twirl that he does. Yeah, you he's know? like
3: hundred and ten like, years old.
2: It's like, whoa. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I mean you're right. Like there's there's certain parts of that trilogy, 1, 2 and 3 that are very good and some of the characters and actors that play those characters, Ewan McGregor, I really he plays a great young Obi-Wan. Yeah. And I'm glad they were able to bring him back. Ewan McGregor is a very underrated actor in general. Um and I just saw him recently in Doctor Sleep. I don't know if you've ever seen The Shining? No. You've never seen The Shining? No. I, that's oh, on my list. On. That's on my list. Evan I know that's on my list. Evan, I know every line of that movie. Jack Nicholson it. at at his finest. The Shining. Well, Doctor Sleep, great. I, I really enjoyed Doctor Sleep because again, it's hard to do a sequel to The Shining. Um, the Shining is just good by itself, but that was I thought very well done. And you and McGregor played a very good Danny Torrance, an adult Danny Torrance who's dealing with a lot of you know struggles with alcohol abuse and whatnot. But um, I, I just thought that was really cool to see what Star Wars has for the future and for their plans with Disney. Um, I also know that they're doing a, um, a series with Lando, which should be interesting. Um, and they got some other stuff going on. But the, the, the one with the return of Hayden Christensen playing Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker and Ewan McGregor playing Obi Wan 10 years after episode 3. Is very intriguing to me. They announced 15 new Star Wars projects yesterday.
3: 15! Wow. Including, have you been watching The Mandalorian? I don't have Disney Plus. Oh, you gotta get on that. I, I do? The Mandalorian <laughs> alone is worth the price of Disney Plus. Okay. But there, uh, there was an episode with Rosario Dawson. She plays a uh, Jedi named Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. She's getting her own show, which is gonna be really good, okay. I expect. And they're doing Rogue Squadron. That looks really good. I had the video game. Mm-hmm. I had the video game. I, there's just so, so many good projects coming up for Star Wars. Um, Never thought I'd be talking about that on sports radio.
2: You know what? Sometimes you got to have a little fun, right? I mean, I could talk sports all day. I, I, I'm i telling you, I know there's a lot of Star Wars fans out there. And, there's, again, there's a lot of Star Wars snobs that hate what Disney is doing. The bottom line is this yeah, it is all about business, but it's all also about the next generation of fans. And they're trying to keep Star Wars just timeless throughout all the generations. So, you don't like what they're doing now you don't have to watch no one's forcing you to do it but yeah you're right about the Mandalorian everyone has been talking about the Mandalorian and baby Yoda isn't by the way isn't Carl Weathers in that he is Apollo Uh, Creed is in the Mandalorian
3: so is if you've watched Breaking Bad uh, Gustavo uh, Fring yeah Gus I can't remember it's uh, oh Giancarlo Esposito Yeah, Giancarlo Esposito he's in it Mm -hmm. um Bill Burr was in an episode okay and season two uh, um what's his name Timothy Oliphant yes. is in an episode. Yep. Season two has been absolutely insane. Season one got very slow, but season two has been absolutely insane. All right. And Baby Yoda's name
2: is Grogu. Grogu. Yep. That's news to me. Breaking news here on the Bill Michael Show, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. How about that? All right. So there you go. That I, I just I figured I'd share that. I just think that is really cool to see what they're doing. Again. That's just me. I know there's a lot of Star Wars snobs. I just don't like that at all, but it is what it is. So there's your Star Wars fix for today. Coming up on the other side, we will uh, p- continue our preview with Packers and Lions. We'll talk with Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette at the uh, bottom of the hour. And don't forget Mike Clemens coming up a little bit later in the show. That's Evan Effelfinger. I'm Radio Joe. We'll have more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.
1: 16 Station Strong The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
4: This portion of the program is sponsored by Massage Envy Capital Drive in Brookfield. Introductory offer for a customized facial just 60 bucks. And if you buy $110 in gift cards right now, you get a free hour free hour service. Call them 262-786-5060. Budget, budget, pay her.
2: It's the Bill Michaels show. Thanks for tuning in Wisconsin. Wherever you may be around the state, whether it's up in Wausau, Green Bay, Tomahawk, Eau Claire, even across the border. And sorry, we have an affiliate in Illinois, Rockford. Sports Fan 1330 down there. I mean, we've got we got affiliates everywhere, man. 16. 16 stations. We are everywhere. And really, thank you to all of our affiliates who carry the show. And thank you to all of you that listen around the state. We really appreciate it. So we continue to get you ready for Packers and Lions. Of course, the voice you're hearing is not Bill Michaels. It's me, Radio Joe, his producer. Uh, filling in today alongside Evan Heffelfinger is on the other side of the glass. Been asking you guys, biggest key to a Packers win coming up on Sunday, 855-830-8648. That's the phone number. Um, One guy we haven't talked about, because I focused a lot on the Packers defense in the last hour, because after all, it's all about confidence. This Packers defense needs to continue to find a way to build confidence in themselves as we go down the home stretch into the playoffs here. Because if you can have this offense continue to just go, go on all cylinders here, fire on all cylinders, and you pair it with a defense that is average to a little above average with the NFC as balanced as it is this season Packers can certainly go deep, but I want to see more from the defense. I want to see more havoc on Matthew Stafford. Now, one guy you might have to account for, and he's been dealing with a lot of head injuries, Deandre Swift, their rookie running back. I mean, this guy, they, they have a really good opportunity to hit on this particular pick, but, Swift has been he's been taking a lot of brutal hits and um, you know he was limited yesterday in practice it doesn't appear star wide receiver Kenny Galladay will go but uh, De- DeAndre Swift might and when you pair him with Adrian Peterson who is really becoming the next Frank Gore in the NFL I mean the guy's the Iron Man. like he just he just keeps going out there and he continues to perform now the numbers of Adrian Peterson continue to drop year after year but Adrian Peterson can still find his way between the tackles. He can still pound his way through, and the guy's at 35 years old. So you have to account for him. And if Swift is able to go in this game, you have to account for him. I just think Mike Pettin has to continue to use more players in the box. Like it's it just that—that that to me has to be the biggest thing. I want to see more of Christian Kirksey and Kamal Martin. I want to see more of those guys in the box, and I want to be able to see a different safety come in and be able to come off with a blitz or a corner blitz. I want to see pressure all the way through. I want to see Rashawn Gary get home. Zanarius Smith has kind of been, I don't want to say boomer bust this season. The guy's got 10 and a half sacks, but it's like when he doesn't have a sack, he's not really doing anything else out there. Um, I would love to see a big game out of Zadarius Smith this week and just continue to add on to that sack total. Um, So those are all things to pay attention to, but I think the key is is trying to make Matthew Stafford as uncomfortable as uncomfortable can be. If you can do that, find a way to maybe force a turnover or two, the Packers are going to win the same way that they did in Week 2 when they played the Detroit, Detroit Lions as well. 855-830-8648. Let's go out to Whitewater and Court. You're next up here on the Bill Michaels Show.
5: Hey, Radio Joe. How are you doing today, buddy?
2: I'm good, man. How are you?
5: I'm doing well, thanks. Hey, you kind of just touched a little bit of something I wanted to say. It was about getting Stafford uncomfortable and getting home to him a little bit because Stafford's one of those quarterbacks that's going to throw up some 50-50 balls. He always does. And if you can get a little pressure home and get a few of those up there, you can create a turnover. You can get a, you can get a pick. And it can uh, flip the field position for you, and then it makes it a little easier for Aaron. But yeah, getting getting Stafford, and I think getting a turnover out of him because he uh, he definitely throws him up there to be had.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for the call. I mean, again, the fact that Kenny Gall- Galladay is probably not going to play in this game is certainly going to help the Packers in a big way. But I would pay very close attention to Marvin Jones. He can be a deep threat. T.J. Hawkinson is having a really good year at tight end. I mean, we talk about. Um, the tight end position, and really how there just aren't many playmakers these days in the NFL when it comes to tight ends. Um, T.J. Hawkinson, he's an exception to that. He has been playing very well. And again, the Lions spent a pretty high draft choice on him, but that's another weapon to pay attention to in this game. And it'll be interesting to see which different Packer defenders are going to have that assignment of keeping an eye on him. Um, And then the other guy, too, who has been making – a couple of plays as of late is former Wisconsin Badger Quintez Cephas, who I believe could be a really good wide receiver in the National Football League. I mean, again, it, this is his first year, um, and it's taken some time for him to get on the same page with Stafford. But Cephas is another guy that I would not ignore this week. So we'll have to see kind of who's going to be on who. Um, I would assume Jair Alexander might be on Marvin Jones, or they may flip-flop it with Kevin King. And then maybe Jair faces Quintus Cephas. I don't know, um, but you have to respect those wide receivers, even with Kenny Galladay likely out in this game. Let's go to RJ listening on the fan in Milwaukee. RJ, you're next up on the Bill Michael Show.
5: How are you doing today? I'm good. Early about the Packers, um, kind of stole my thunder as far as yeah, they need to get under uh, the skin of of Stafford. They just got to bother him, and things will fall better their way. Um, but when we were talking about trades earlier, um, I had an interesting thought about the Cowboys. If they could trade the younger Dak Prescott to the to the Lions and see if they can get Stafford that way, they get rid of Prescott as a headache, get Stafford and the number one pick, they can get Lawrence and have Stafford tutor him for a year or two.
2: Yeah, I I. It's an it's an interesting idea, RJ. I just I don't I don't think Jerry Jones is gonna mess around with that. I he he said earlier this season that he is he is sticking with Dak Prescott. And even if Trevor Lawrence found a way to fall to the Cowboys, that he 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 wouldn't he wouldn't take him or any other quarterback, Justin Fields or whatever. Like I mean, it's hard to believe, but I just think he is all in on Dak Prescott.
5: I I have to um. I guess I question that only because of the things that Jones has said before and gone and stepped back or turned around 180 degrees. And a lot of times he'll say that about players just to keep them um, in line for his team. And later he'll just dump on them. He's done it to you know not as high a profile player as, as Prescott, but he's done it before. So um, I I wouldn't trust Jones as far as I could throw him, as far as personnel.
2: Well, Jerry Jones, as we all know, is a very interesting cat. And RJ, appreciate the call. You just don't know what you're going to get from Jerry Jones every week. I mean, this guy, it's amazing how much media this guy does. I I mean, most owners, GMs, they try to limit their media veils as much as possible. Not Jerry Jones. He's going to speak his mind every single week. I just have a hard time thinking. I mean, yeah, I mean, you would, I mean, if Trevor Lawrence is available, I don't care what NFL team you are, you are taking him. And if the the Cowboys are in that situation, you should take him. And then maybe, then you have to move Dak Prescott, or you just let him go. Because he's going to be making a lot of money. He's already making a lot of money. I, yeah, I don't know. I would, you know what, though? I would love to see that happen, where Jerry Jones, he's ready to make his pick, and all of a sudden, there's Trevor Lawrence. He's somehow available. And really, I I haven't looked at the, like, the full standings here, kind of like where teams are in draft position. Let me see if I can pull this up quick, because, you know, everyone's looking at right now at the Jets, because they're still winless in the Jaguars. But how far as we look at the full thing here? Uh, no, no league clicking my way through here. Um, so right now, if the NFL season ended today, the New York jets would have the number one overall pick Jacksonville at two Cincinnati at three. And then there's the Dallas Cowboys at four. And again, the Cowboys are three and nine. The jets are zero and 12. So, There's got a lot needs to happen here in these final, you know, few weeks here for the Cowboys to somehow jump the Jets. Like the Jets would have to like win out and the Cowboys would have to lose out for that to happen. But I got a funny feeling that either the Jets or the Jags will have that number one overall pick and they should take Trevor Lawrence. Number one, they should. That'll be interesting though. Jerry Jones, he is a very, he is a very unique individual. And I also believe too, while we're talking about it, um, I don't believe Mike McCarthy is going to be gone after a year. I think Jerry Jones loves McCarthy that much. I think he's going to give Mike McCarthy the benefit of the doubt, uh, considering with COVID and how teams have been able to prepare for that, and also for the fact that Dak Prescott is done for the year. So I think there's no question that Jerry Jones is going to give a much longer rope to Mike McCarthy um, going into next year. I'd be shocked if McCarthy was out of a job after this year as well. Coming up after the break here, we will talk with Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com. We'll get his thoughts on how he would scheme things against Matthew Stafford and DeAndre Swift and Adrian Peterson if Swift is able to play in this game coming up on Sunday. I'm Radio Joe we'll have more of the Bill Michael show coming up right after this.
4: The cold weather and the holidays are here in Schultz Family Beef has everything you need. Their family farm in Humbird, Wisconsin. That's been providing high quality pasture raised beef to all of us in the Midwest for now three generations and with COVID cases on the rise nobody really wants to go to the grocery store right? So why not sign up for a convenient monthly subscription? It'll be packed in dry ice and show up right on your doorstep like the variety of steaks and chops and burgers and hot dogs and brats and Roasts, you can get that curated gift box as well. So don't forget about that. And they have all the delicious meats that you're going to need for those cold weather stews, chilies, and soups. So check out their Facebook page because they have some great recipes over there. And new for the holidays, special Tomahawk ribeyes, perfect for the small COVID gatherings. You can order them right now while they last because they're not going to last long. And for a no brainer, ready to eat Instapot dinners. Check out the website for the recipes. And what meat lover wouldn't love a gift certificate for meat, right? Think about that for the holidays. Happy holidays from Schulze Family Beef. Go to the web. SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. That's Schulze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com.
1: Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
2: Welcome back to the Bill Michaels Show. I'm Radio Joe in for the big unit today. He'll be back Sunday after Packers and Lions. Be sure to keep it here on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Many of our affiliates carry the Green and Gold Post Game Show. If you do not have an affiliate that carries the Green and Gold Post Game Show, you should tell them. But also, I have an alternative. Download the free radio.com app. Search for Bill Michael Sports. Favorite us. And you can just listen to the show right after the game and hear all the raw reaction. Hopefully it'll be a Packers win. Hopefully the Lions don't pull off the upset here. Hopefully the Packers don't do anything stupid. We're trying to find ways here of how to beat the Lions and put them away early. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. He joins us at this time every Friday and also on Mondays as well. He is Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com. What's up, Eric? How are you? Radio Joe, what's shaking? Not much, man. Happy Friday. It's uh, Another week has just flown by here. I don't know about you, but um, Packers and Lions coming up on Sunday. Let's just start with the defense because, for me, I'm not fully sold yet on a lot of these guys, but I'm encouraged by what I've seen from guys like Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage and Kingsley Kiki well um, let's start with Rashawn gary what has been the most impressive thing you have seen from gary so far this season
6: his ability to play the run um i, I really like that he doesn't get out of position an awful lot he stays square to the line of scrimmage hunkers down he doesn't get uh um, doesn't run upfield. field if you, if you watch Preston Smith a little bit in especially in the run game he just kind of runs out of field and uh, and, then, and What really like about Gary is his, his pass rush for an outside edge rusher is you know average probably and maybe a, a shade under, but it's improving from from last season. Uh, but but his ability to maintain the edge and and not let running backs just have their way. And run it. Have multiple different uh, options to run the football. So that that's been for me has been the part that I've really really liked about him.
2: Yeah, and you know Kingsley Kiki is another guy that you know we've been talking about it all year. Can you find a consistent guy up front next to Kenny Clark that can make a difference? Really love what Kingsley Kiki was doing last week. Had a couple of sacks. What has stood out with Kingsley Kiki that you like?
6: It's quickness. He's quick off the ball. He's got good hands. Uh, his hand placement, you know, in the pro game is, is so crucial uh, because you're facing guys that are, especially when you're first coming out of, out of college, and you know, you're facing guys that have been in the weight room for another four or five years and know what they're doing, strong, angry individuals. Um, so, I, you know, I, I really like his hand placement and I, his, his quickness and his ability to keep his feet moving on contact, I really think is uh, what sets him apart a little bit. He definitely has to uh, – to, to work on uh, his ability to react to blocks. But uh, initial point of attack stuff, you don't see him getting driven off the ball. You know, guys like like, like uh, Adams, you know, you see him getting uh, on occasion, he's three, four yards downfield or on his back. You know, so so you don't see that with Kiki. And, and I really like the way uh, – I, I liked him last year too, Radio Joe. I thought, you know, that he had some promise to his game. Now he gets a little bit high sometimes and, and gives up some leverage, but – uh, all those things are, are certainly he's improved upon this year. Um, and, I, 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 you know, the one thing I think they're missing, quite honestly, is they're missing a big, big man on that on that D-line. You know, guy that you can put in on first down, second down, third and short, just a, a big, big man, 325, 350. Get in there and try to root him out. And, and, and that will free up uh, Kenny Clark and that'll free up the inside linebackers to kind of slide around a little bit at least in a scheme that I like, you know, more than probably what they're doing right now, but that's uh, just me.
2: Well, I mean, they, they didn't they bring in that Anthony Rush. I mean, wasn't isn't he like just just a mountain of a man? I think he weighs like like 330 or something crazy. I just don't know. I mean, 360. This guy weighs 360. I but again, I just How long can it take for a guy like that to be able to be familiar with Pettin's defense and then be able to put him in action? Because, I mean, that's the kind of guy you just said there, Eric. I just don't know when this guy's going to be able to see action because who knows if he's going to be ready
6: or not. Well, I mean, listen, you play a a zero or a one technique, there's not a whole lot of scheme there, okay? You're just, just, you know, you're right. You're you're just snotting up somebody's nose in front of you. That's, That's really it. Um,. And it seems like these guys, like like Patton, might have gotten a little bit uh, ugly with some of the, the the way that they're calling some of their defenses, and that you know they're asked. You know, I was famous all week. You heard about Z Smith, you know, sitting down saying, "Hey, you gotta you gotta dumb this down for us a little bit. We gotta make it a little bit more simple." Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's always going to take you a little bit of time to kind of get in the system. And uh, anybody who thought he was going to get on the field last week, I. I don't think that's that's uh, was feasible. I really, you know, whether or not he's ever going to get on the field, I don't know. But to me, that's you know, I I'm just that's just me. I I think if they're going to be in their nickel, they need to have two big monsters in there. If you remember, like the Bears had Trailer and um, uh, that other big, uh, big uh, Washington in yeah. there, Ted Washington. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of D line if that I think is is where they need to be if they're going to continue to play nickel as much as they do um, but, but you know just stopping the run. I can't I I, I I am a two linebacker guy. I always have been, and I always will be. I have a hard time when they got a linebacker and a safety lined up in the box or linebacker and two safeties. I mean it, to me that you're not going to win many opportunities that way and, and Patton keeps going to the well there. Um, and I, you know, I, I think if their defense is going to stop the run, Hey, we're going to get a pretty good look at it next weekend. Uh, when they see Tennessee, yeah. if they're going to be able to yeah. shut that team down with one linebacker and a safety in the box. I just, I don't see how that works. But, and I really like Kamal Harris. I think he's playing fantastic. He plays aggressive. He's downhill. He flashes around. I mean, that's the kind of linebacker play that they haven't had here in a long time. And, um, I don't understand why they don't want to have, you know, two linebackers on the field all the time.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. 100%. Like I, I should be rolling with Kirksey and Kamal Martin all the time. I mean, that's just, that's what I would do. I'm, I'm with you. 100% on that, Eric. So, I mean, if you're scheming for this game defensively, I, Patton, who knows what he's going to do against Detroit, but the, the game plan is trying to make sure Matthew Stafford is not, not being able to have his way in the pocket. But you also have to be able to respect if DeAndre Swift plays in this game. You got to respect him, and believe it or not, you got to show a little respect to Adrian Peterson. So, I mean, if it were you, Eric, how are you going to scheme this one?
6: Oh, great question. Uh, you know, you got to play nickel because if they're going to be an eleven personnel, um, you got to you got to do it. And I'm that's perfectly fine. But I I think they got to keep you know two back when they do their nickel. It's got to be their, their their heavy nickel with two linebackers on the field um, and just. You know, palm the heck out of out of Peterson, and then you know, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but the Stafford's a heck of a quarterback. And if you stand back there in coverage all the time and rush four and don't get any pressure on him, I think he can hurt you really bad. Um, so, again, you know, when it comes to that, if they're not getting home with their four that they like, you know, you saw it early last week. Um, Patton started sending safeties, and I, I, I you know, that was. Not last year, but the year before, if you remember, that's how they got a lot of pressure was sending safeties, sending uh, uh, cornerbacks. You know, Jay, that was kind of where Junior Alexander kind of broke his teeth a little bit. Yeah. They had him on the uh, on the slot guy, and then they blitz him. You know what? So I really think that they're going to have to do things like that because the the, there's the down four or your four guys, they're just not getting home. So why try it? You know, you know, all the time. So on certain spots, they're going to have to blitz a cornerback. They're going to have to blitz a safety. They're going to have to do some of those things. I really like Savage. Uh, you know, you know, Green had a great job, had a great time last week. with a couple of blitzes and a sack. You know, so there's they're going to have to do some of those things to get Stafford at least to move because he's not a he's not a version or a, a, he will throw one up for you. So you got to have the opportunity to do it, but you got to get him off his foot. You know, you got to, if you keep him on a spot, he is definitely going to pick you apart.
2: Well, and the other area that I want to talk about, too, with Eric Baranchuk of the Green Bay Press-Gazette is special teams because special teams, uh, that was a reason why the Eagles got back into that game last week, and really that should never have happened. That game should have been done you know, at some point in the third quarter, and instead special teams had some gaffes. What do you think needs to change dramatically with special teams going forward?
6: Uh, Sit that punter down. And tell him he's got to hit his spots. Okay. I'm not that punt return. You, you can say everybody, the layperson who doesn't get it, you know, they're going to tell you, oh, bad coverage, BS. The punter missed his spot. There is no, the ball was um, lined up on the far hash from the Packers sideline. So as you're watching it on TV, the far hash to the top. And that's where the ball went. And if you look at the coverage, the gunner to the left side, or closest to you on the TV screen, he was coming down the hash marks, and the outside gunner, or furthest one away from you, was coming up the sidelines. That means that ball was supposed to be around the numbers, or the numbers to the sideline. And the ball ended up on the hash, away from all the coverage. All the coverage was away from it. it there was no chance there. and And that... Is the deal? It's like you have to hit your hit your spots. People don't realize how important that is. You can't cover fifty three and a half yards when you're in when you're punting. You you always are going to pick a spot. Generally, it's going to be between the numbers and the sidelines where you want that ball to go, uh, depending on your return guy. But that's where you're going to want it to go, so that you can converge on them and you can take that fifty three and a half yards, can you know constrict it down to fifteen yards and make that guy try to get through there and that's tough, but but not when you float the ball out, of, you know, the opposite direction of where all your coverage is. So that's the big thing. The other thing is, hopefully, uh, to me, it's it's odd that we've got two missed extra points with Mason Crosby, so um, hopefully just say, hey, dude, get it out of your system now because come January you can't do that. Well, you are
2: in a dome this week, so hopefully the elements shouldn't play a part in it and hopefully mason crosby gets the job done and you know with jk scott you know i mean there's some that's some great points there about scott and look i i don't want the packers to be in a situation where they're going to have to find another punter i hope this is just something that shamanenga can correct with him make that adjustment and they'll be better off we will keep an eye on that i could ask you about the offense eric but the offense, there's really nothing to complain about right now. So we will leave it at that. You can check out Eric Baranchek. He does a weekly column every week with Pete Doherty at PackersNews.com. Some really good breakdown of what he sees on the film. Eric, we always appreciate it. Should be a good game on Sunday. We will talk to you again on Monday.
6: Thanks a lot for having me on. I enjoyed it, and I hope you have a great, relaxing weekend. And. Talk Monday. Yep, you as well, my friend.
2: Thank you. That's Eric Baranchek. You can follow him on Twitter as well, at Eric Baranchek1. one B-A-R, here, get your pencils out, B-A-R-A-N-C-Z-Y-K-1. That is where he is on Twitter, and usually he'll post like his big keys of the game beforehand and stuff. A lot of good breakdown from Eric Baranchek. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. 844 Pride, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. Again, 844 Pride, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. Coming up next, we have the new mail heads up plays of the week. Mike Clemens will join us in the next hour, and we have another inst- installment of Buy or Sell. That's all coming up next here on The Bill Michael Show.
4: Hey, my friends, I have a couple of great winter getaway ideas. Think about this. Up in Iron Mountain, Michigan, it's Pine Mountain Resort. Totally remote setting. Social distancing built right in. Pine Mountain consistently rated the number one ski resort in Michigan and Wisconsin. And now when you book your ski weekend, you get away before Christmas, you're going to get a couple of lift tickets absolutely free. That's a $110 value. Just go to pinemountainresort.com. That's pinemountainresort.com. Or head north to the iconic Four Seasons Island Resort in Pembine, Just 78 miles north of Green Bay. Heck, they invented social distancing, built right in, right there on the island. Over 400 miles of snowmobile trails, cross country skiing, ice fishing now, all in a remote setting near Wisconsin's picturesque waterfall capital. Enjoy great dining or just uh, the largest indoor pool and hot tub near the UP. And now, when you book your weekend stay before Christmas, you're going to get a free night stay next spring free that's a $189 value so go to the four seasons and book your social distancing getaway right now that's the four seasons two great winter getaways where you can interact as much or as little as you're comfortable with and two great offers now, a green and gold
1: update Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department Learn how to use your military benefits At cuw.edu veterans In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens
7: It's the Packers and the Lions Sunday at 325 at Ford Field Green Bay's offense has been on a roll Devontae Adams says under head coach Matt LaFleur, the coaches listen to their Veteran players like Adams, Mercedes Lewis And Aaron Rodgers before the game Planets finalized.
4: Guys who've been out there on the battlefield and, and done it together for years and years, and we obviously been on the same page for a lot longer than what Matt has been here, so with that, I feel like he's, he comes in with a really open mind and allows us to kind of share how we feel about stuff. Yes, I'd say it's a weekly, if not daily thing for us over there in the, in the offensive room.
7: The Lions' Adrian Peterson is now 35 years old and in his 14th NFL season. The former Vikings running back was asked, why does he still want to do this?
0: Because I, I can still do it if I felt like that, like I could be productive or you know my body was telling me like hey okay you know it's, it's enough you're, you're really pressing right now then i would hang it up but that's not what it is
7: Packers head coach Matt LaFleur Adrian's still violent and productive and man he's been doing it for a really long time at an elite level That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels show
2: Rapid Fire New Mill heads up plays of the week. Let's get right into it, shall we? And you're going to notice a trend here. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. Two, Devontae.
7: Fourth and goal, and it is caught! Adams pulls it down. One on one coverage by Slay. And Adams fighting for everything these days. Yes, he is. Number two,
3: Evan Heffelfinger. This catch that I still don't know how he made it. Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams from the goal line.
7: Rodgers from eight yards deep in the end zone. Right down the middle of
2: the field. And Adams somehow comes down with it. He's amazing. We all know how amazing he is. How about number three? Rodgers again to Devontae. And eighteen.
7: Adams, one-on-one slays there, and he reaches across. It's a touchdown. He just charged right ahead. Now watch. To you, and everyone else will come and surround. They got the gold.
2: There you go. That was number 400 career for Aaron Rodgers. Those are your new male heads-up plays of the week, brought to you by the new Mail medical center. Coming up after the top of the hour, we will play buy or sell, and we will hear more from Mike Clemens as we finish our preview of the Detroit Lions. Hey, anything you missed on today's show can be found at BillMichaelSports.com. That is BillMichaelSports.com. He's Evan Effelfinger. I'm Radio Joe filling in for Bill today. This is the Bill Michael Show.